Authors, a podcast where two friends share tips and experiences from our own writing journeys. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Nice Fancy seeing you here. <laughs> hey, over on the old Skype. <laughs> yeah, how are you, what have you been up to since last time we talked? Oh, that was some time ago. What was that? A week? I'm sounding a bit um, croaky. Uh, I'm trying to shift a cold, which is weird because it's hot and summer here, and it just doesn't seem right. As I'm in Australia, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, that I've got this. It's what cold. thirty, forty-five degrees and dealing with a cold. Yeah. That seems sentimental. It is. So I don't know what, what it is, how you can get that way. It must be air con and stuff, because they do love the air con over here, which I don't have a problem with, but they do um, crank it up, or, well, crank it down. It's really, really cold. Um, but yeah, I, I've had a nice week. Started a new job and um, in, enjoying things, enjoying the summer, and yeah. What about you? Well, we had our first, because I'm based in Scotland, so in the central belt. So we had, it's bizarre thinking that you're sitting there like 30, 45 degrees. Yeah, I've got a fan and on. I've been sitting with the fire on all day and with a woolly jumper on, which is just mental. But yeah, we had our first taste of winter this week um, with the snow and everything. So yeah, it's just a bit up and down all the at the moment and it's just getting trying to get out and about and then um work I work about part time and then it's yeah just trying to find snippets of time to write really have you wrote this week I have I I do crazy thing I mean we'll talk about schedules and yeah. timing and everything in a future episode but I get up at crazy o'clock cuz I've got a little one I have to find time. I have to find little moments. So by the time in the evening, I'm not the best. My head is literally just wants to switch off. Um, Which is when I'm talking to you. Yes. Um, <laughs> that I find it best is to wake up first thing in the morning. I sometimes wake myself up at 4.30 in the morning. And so I've got a solid two hours. And I don't do much. I don't engage in social media. I don't engage in anything else. I get my either my pad or my laptop out, and I just write. So yeah, I'm trying to be productive this year, as we'll talk in the podcast. What is our productive year for 2020 and our goals and everything? So <laughs> I am determined. But however, I'm not going to punish myself if. I can't write I think that's one of my big things is that if I don't have time to write I punish myself I didn't feel right and I'm determined not to do that this year don't do that do you, do you ever get that though if yeah. you have yeah <laughs> if you think you have a moment but instead of um, writing you procrastinate and then you go oh why didn't I write why didn't I just take those that extra hour that I just had that little snippet and write but then, yeah. if you're not writing, there's sometimes a reason why you're not writing. Because sometimes mm. I'll just pick up my knitting instead and just kind of zone out and think about writing. And my story and my characters and everything instead of actually writing. 
But sometimes you need that as well, don't you? Yeah, we're so hard on ourselves. I, I believe I am my worst critic and can be really mean to myself sometimes. So something I've been trying to do is pretend that I'm... What, what would I say to a friend of mine? So for you, what, if you were really annoyed with yourself for not writing, just imagine I was saying this to you and what would you say to me? You know, you'd be good, you'd be encouraging, you'd be comforting, you'd be saying, just don't be so hard on yourself. So I'm trying to be like that. It is hard, though. I'm, I'm, I'm the worst. Yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's, just, it's not being hard on yourself. And if I don't wake up at 4.30 in the morning, if, my, if I instantly just press the snooze button and I wake up to um, my little baba waking, then... It's a. I need the. I obviously need the sleep and everything, but it's also. Oh, I wish I'd written because sometimes the rest of the day I don't have any time. If there's no nap time, mm. I don't have time to write. So it's that kind of gutted that I didn't write, but clearly I needed the sleep instead. So it's that kind of. Well, I have to listen to my body, but it's you can't keep it as a habit of that I think that's the biggest thing I find when I have a lot when I have some time as well I will I will just take forever to do something so I had a bit of time before I'd started um this job I was able to write and I did write but I I did find myself um just you know dawdling around and kind of maybe not making the most of my time but when I have loads of other things going on, you know, you've only got that little pocket, that little um, pocket of time. So I really find I focus a, a lot better. I have to have a few few things going on. Like, yeah, I, I find that it works best for me. Why, why is that? I mean, if I have a day off, I take a day off and... And my little bubba's at nursery and my partner's at work and I have a day to myself and I go, right, I can write this day. And then before I start writing, either I have to go straight into writing and I'm in the zone. But if I take a moment and I procrastinate, then I'll say, right, I'll write in a couple of hours. I'm just going to chill for now. I'm going to do this job. I'm going to do that job. And you put off the reason why you took the day off. And you Absolutely. just end up kind of wasting the day. I mean, I love my other thing that I do is knit and it kind of puts me in a zen place in a happy mood and I'll sit there and I go right you know what I'll watch a period drama that's around the history of where I'm writing and I'll oh, knit and I'll watch that and it'll get me in the zone and I'll do that bit then I'll do that writing afterwards but instead of actually just sitting there at the computer and writing and being in the world that I created it's that thing don't you you just like I have the time so I'm gonna waste the time instead of if you're absolutely Mm. solid then you force yourself to write and you go right I've only got this hour so I'm gonna write because otherwise I'm not gonna write for days because you're like oh I've got a full day so um that's great I'll I'll need to do some of the washing and and um clean up and then do this and do that as well so and then by the time you sit down to write it's maybe like lunchtime and then you're like mm, I should make some lunch um I'll make some lunch and then I'll and then 
And then you get to that time of the day where you're just kind of like lagging behind and you're a bit kind of sleepy. <laughs> I'm not good in the afternoons. Morning is my time as well. Um, so yeah. it's it's interesting. I, but we could just keep is. talking I mean, about that. <laughs> we could. We could. But today's podcast is about our goals for 2020. So it's we're going to talk about what our aspirations are I think we both decided that this year is going to be our year for making this happen so it's we've got quite a few goals that we want to try and happen, and then it will be just interesting to see what happens at the end yeah you've decided that this is going to happen for both of us actually (laughs) can I say which is great thank you very much because last year I was all like come on yes and then this year I'm like I don't, I don't know uh, really where I'm going this year. I'm not as focused as I usually am. Like every year I will write down my New Year's resolutions and what I want to achieve for the year. But yeah, this year I'm just like, did, has it worked what I've done before? Um, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to do this and by the end of December I'll have achieved this. Um so I'm still working it out in my head, yeah, what I want to achieve. Like, I, I remember sitting around a fire with a couple of friends and we all wrote down our New Year's resolutions and we made a big ceremony about it and we announced what they would be and then we put the paper into the fire, uh, whatever that symbolised, um, basically just made me forget what the... <laughs> What the New Year's resolution was, I'd forgotten, like, immediately after that. And and once you have a couple of glasses of wine as well, it's, it's As, gone. Yeah, especially after the couple of glasses of wine and maybe a bit of gin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're relying on the other people to remember what you'd say. So, um, you know, you, by all means, you could do that. But I would say make a, make a note of your, your New Year's resolutions too. But I guess these are not New Year's resolutions per se. Is that different to goals? No. I would say so. I mean, New Year's resolution has this idea that you do. I think you have these ideas and these formats in your head. And it's like, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to add this. And I'm going to do that. And then by the couple of months in, you've lost all kind of motivation for it. And I, I think know it. it's, it's the idea. And I think it's the word um, New Year's inspir- um, resolutions and everything. Those words that doesn't quite work I think if you say I've got a goal then it's whether you can shift your goalposts whether or not you're meeting it or not and then you can have little steps to meet your goal so I think we've got long-term goals but it's also a goal to hit um by next year but I think you can also measure the progress you've made I think yeah you want to score the goal and you want to achieve what you want to achieve but it's also you see the progress I think it's a more positive word for me for myself I think goal is a bit more positive word that I'm not going to beat myself up if it doesn't happen because at the end of the day you can only do what you can do a part of this process and this element is that it's out of your controls you can't force someone to pick up your book and read it and love it and then recommend it to someone else you can hope you can write the best story you can possibly do, but you can't make it. The audience part is out of your hands. 
you just have to try and do what you can do and then hope for the best. So I think that's what you have to think of. That the part of this element is out of your control. And you have to let go of that, however hard that is. That's the problem with making goals, I find, is if I don't do them. Like, for instance, if I write them down in my diary, uh, my week weekday diary or even what I'm wanting to achieve for the day and if I write down my goals and I don't achieve them I don't have that um, satisfaction of scoring them out then it makes me feel like crap um, so how do you how do you not have that feeling when you lay down a goal for the year and then you don't achieve it <laughs> I'm such think, a pessimist. I'm not really normally like this. But. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I think I think for myself, I think you have to do what... I think if you write it down in the diary, and I think you have daily targets and go, right, today I'm going to put in two loads of washing. Today I'm just going to get through the day and get through work and then collapse because I'm knackered. Or it's, you have, I think you have daily targets that you want to take off. Um, and maybe some jobs that you want to do but I think goal for myself it's different it's whether or not it's something that you want to achieve so you don't need that reminder you don't need to say right this is what I need to do and sometimes people have the vision boards and they have cutouts and they're looking at that and everything but I think for myself a goal is my ultimate goal for writing would be to make this as a profession as to make this my way as I earn, I'm able to provide for my family, is through writing. I know that's my ultimate goal. And then, but for the year goal, it's I want to get my first book out to agents and try the traditional route. Um, I'm going to finish, get it back from an editor, look at that, send that off. That's one goal. I know I'm going to achieve that. It's whether or not an agent picks it up. That's a whole different achievement. But my goal for that is to put it out there. And for book two and three is to finish them. And so to finish it and edit it and get that ball rolling. By the end of this year? Yeah. You Okay, so break this down for me. So your goals are (laughs) to finish this your first book. Well, the first book's finished. It's mm-hmm. edited. Um, well, my friend's editing it, but she's a damn good editor, and then she's getting into that field. So she's editing that for me, and she's going to finish in the next three weeks. I'll look over that, see what she's done, see if I need to make any changes. And then by the springtime, I'm going to send that off to agents. So I'll work on the cover letter, the blurb, and the... Um, the breakdown, and then I'll get all that off to agents by springtime, hopefully Easter. That's my goal. And then while I'm doing all that, then I'm writing book two. So I'll finish that hopefully by the end of summer. How far are you into book two? I'm, I would say I'm about a third through book two. But I'll send that off to my friend editor to look through it, give myself the two-month break, and then I'll work on book three, which I need to kind of re-establish, look at the plot line, look at the story and everything. 
I can then reevaluate it and you've got that break. Because I think that's what um, I've read Stephen King on writing. Highly recommend it. Um, he talks about that you need the break from your book. So you need to finish the first or second draft and then you need to put it in a drawer. Put it away. Don't think about it. And then when you come back to it in about six to two, um, six weeks to two months, come back to it and then you've got fresh eyes. And that's mm. how you need to do it. And I think if you try and edit over and over and over and over and over again, you get lost in this cycle. And I think that's what helped me when I was looking back on book one again. I had that big break and I was able to look at it with fresh eyes, look at the story, look at the plot line, see what I needed to tweak, get that done. You've got an editor, a friend, who... Um is has been great and really helping you out with this and you're planning on going down the traditional route yes hopefully. so sending out to um agents first is that the process yes. yep which i am probably going to try again as well so my i had finished my book and um, this was last year. I get very impatient um, quickly. So last year I'd finished it and it was basically, I'd say a first draft. Um, and it was about September. And I was like, that's it, I'm done. That's the most I'm gonna write. I just don't wanna keep going over and over and over and over because I wouldn't know where to stop. So I was pretty determined. I remember speaking to you and you were like, oh, okay, you could maybe just like go through it again and just add some more words. I think maybe you need to bulk it out a bit. And I'm like, oh, but it's going to be a smaller it's book. It's not going to be an epic details book. Details and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I did, once we had that chat, I did go through it again and added a bit more detail. And then I was like, right, that's it. If I, if, if I send it off to agents now, you know, if they see something, then great. Um, but as I said, I'm impatient and I just wanted, I just wanted something to happen. So I sent it off to about 15 agents, maybe 20. And that was, yeah, about September time. And I have just heard back from... I would say the last one this week, <laughs> which we are in, um, we're now February. So, of course, all rejections, which is fine. Um, because I think at the same time, I was like, right, I just want to make sure if there's any agents interested, then that's great. But I had in my head that I would do this, um, I would self-publish it, be an indie author. <clears throat> um but now I am still, I've gone back to the book and I'm going through it again. I've got someone reading through it and give me advice. I've had another friend give me advice on it. And then I'm also going to go to an editor who is your friend as well. And she's going to help me, uh, give me any tips. So I'm going to go through it all over again which is fine. That's what you do with books, I believe. You go over and over. <laughs> you do. Over and over and over again. But it's not good for my um, personality. So, yeah. 
Anyway, anyway, um, once I, so my goal for this year, once I go through it with the editor and get the feedback from friends, then I will try the agency thing again, but I anticipate them not to um, be interested and I plan to go via um, do the indie author. I, I really like the idea of doing it myself um, but I, I'll give the I'll try and give the traditional publishing a go first so that's going to be for this year focus on this book uh, get it out in some capacity then uh, continue on with the book I'd started writing uh, the last NaNoWriMo and I'm just kind of doing that now and again just typing up some more chapters and going over and over again because technically I finished it but you know that was the first draft so I I will be going over it about 62,000 times more <laughs> um. <laughs> I think that's the thing though you do go over the edits I would say my first book even though I've been I've been doing it for years and I had a couple of years break but I think I'm on my 10th edit of it just because I think with the first book especially with us we're novices that um we haven't trained in creative writing we haven't gone to um we went to <laughs> disclaimer college um yeah um <laughs> we went to university and we went to college when we studied um theater and stories and stuff but we haven't studied writing so I think it's like some of the other authors you hear about is that you learn the craft as you go along and it's you do the edits the more you edit you do the more you learn and I think also I heard in another podcast is that and one author said by the time you've started a book to the time you finish the book the amount you've learned during that process is that you don't sound the same in a way, mm. from when you started, when you finished, because then, <clears throat> then you go back through it again, and you even it out, and you learn again, and then you have a break, you work on another project, and then you come back to it with fresh eyes, you're seeing something else, because you've learned from the other bro- project, so you're constantly learning, and that's why I think it's important to keep going on edits, and you have to have that... I think it's the passion for your project. You have to, you can't hold on too tight that you don't let go, but you have to have that passion for your characters and your project that makes you want to keep reading back, to fall in love with the story over and over again. But I think it's also, yeah, it's a personality thing sometimes. If you've got that, I just want something to happen, I've written this, I want to put it out there and just see what happens um, mentality, but. I think you have to have patience because I was hearing in an, another author because we listen to a lot of podcasts um, is that it can take three years for you if you go down the uh, traditional publishing route it can take you three years to from when you get an agent to when your book is published so you have to have patience in the publishing world either it's traditional or self-publishing I think you have to have the you have to have the patience because if you yeah. go through the indie author route, which I think with my first book, I want to go down the traditional and I hope to get picked up by the traditional. And I think that's more me being recognized by. Do you need that validation 
I think I do. I think I, I love... Because the thing is with traditional, I love going into bookshops. And I would love to see my book out there. And unless I spend a fortune of my own money to get it into the bookshops, then yeah. a lot of the time the self-publishing is ebooks. And I love ebooks. I've got ebooks on my pad. But I do love going into a bookshop and holding a book and having always having a book in my bag rather than electronics. And so I think that's why I want to go down the traditional route is that I love holding a book and seeing that, but it's also the validation from an agent saying, yes, this is worthy of it. But I think also from speaking to you and how you want to go down the self-publishing and the more I listen to other self-published authors is that I think I'm so passionate about my first book and the response I've been getting from people that if if it's not in vogue at the moment with agents, if it's not hitting a trend, if they're not seeing a market for it, say, and that's the problem you've got with traditional publishing, um, is that I think in the end I will probably self-publish it. I want to share this story with the world. So I think if it's not in... It depends how impatient you are then, how long you'll give it. Um, I think agents. I'll give it, yeah, I'll give it quite a while. I'll send it out to a good probably <laughs> 50 agents or something and give it the time. But if I get a clear no, that they're not interested, yeah. then, um, yeah, then I'll just probably self-publish because in my head, this story has got so much more than just one book. I've got a series in my head. So I think the way to get it out there either I say no to all the books in my head to this book and to all the others the second book I'm working on and the future books that I have working um in my head is that I either say no to all those or I go self-publish and just see what happens if someone loves it then it's worth it quite frankly yeah, I think we like the idea of that validation of someone going, oh my God, I love your book. I think it'll do well. And then, because we're we're making up these stories in our head and putting it down on paper and we're dedicating time to it. And, you know, we might get a friend to read it if we have the confidence to give it to a friend. Um, yeah. And if they like it, then it's like, oh my God, okay. Someone thinks it's okay and not a bag of shite. Um, that feels great, just that in itself. Okay, one person's read it. Phew, it's okay, it's not terrible. Okay, an agent will get so many manuscripts in a day. In a week, you stand out from the crowd. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm being picked. Um, but I do feel sorry for the indie publishing because how we're both saying it is we're we're actually both going to try and do the agents first and if they don't work out then we're going to go indie um and there's so so much to say for the indie publishing world oh hell yeah you can do there's ingram sparks how you were saying earlier about not having um the physical book i believe ingram sparks at this moment in time people are raving about them uh, you can get your books out to to bookshops and everything that way. And that's just one company. It's just, it's really taken off now. Uh, I actually, I actually self-published 
a few years ago. I don't think you know this, do you? I don't know this. No, have you got a, Are you only a published author and you haven't told me? Yeah, I'm like, I'm a published author. <laughs> I shouldn't say, oh my God, I shouldn't say this because if anyone searches online, it'll probably be still there. Um, but this was a good few years ago. This is when I started writing, actually, the, the book that I'm trying to get out this year. Uh, when I started writing this book, I had also started a little children's book with a friend of mine I'd met. And we were working in a boring office doing data entry. So your, your brain can only do that for so long before you go mad. And so each day we'd send each other a little paragraph of the story and it just took off from there. And so we just shoot an email, okay, my turn, and, and just kept adding and adding. And it was lots of fun. I just did it for that reason of getting me through work and having a bit of fun, c- connecting with a friend. But she was very keen to get it published. So... She she had researched all the indie publishing side of it. And this was before the industry really took off. So the people she got to do the publishing for us, I believe, were just, you know, cowboys seeing it now. What she had to pay. And we did all the editing and I did the front cover of it. And it, you know, it's it was sweet. It certainly was not my best work (laughs) Um, but it was a little adventure and we had fun doing it at that time though publishing a book yourself was seen as like oh okay you had to publish the book yourself okay Uh, whereas now you know there's so many different uh, reasons to do it and it's it's just like it's also you can can make more money that way you can you have Mm -hmm. more say whatever you want to do you can do it's it's your book whereas if you give it to uh, a publisher agent you know you have to sign over things they might decide yeah we'd like your book and then they throw it in a drawer and you don't see it ever again because they realize oh it's not quite the time for this book and then it might never be the time and you'll you'll put all that work into nothing which is scary I have heard those stories. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, um, indie publishing is amazing and there is a lot of success stories. And I think it is that perspective, um, the way people look at that industry. And I think before I got into a lot of the podcasts, I mean, one of the first ones I listened to was The Worried Writer and I didn't realise that she was self-publishing until a couple of episodes into it and it's changed the way that I've looked at self-publishing and it has enlightened me and it's um gave me more knowledge and I think it is a really good way and it's not I think yeah it sounds like we're putting it as a fallback and it's not a fallback at all no I think if you go down indie publishing I think it's amazing I think just writing a book is amazing and getting it out there and if that is the way you want to go you've got more control over it you can um sales not sales you can put it out there you can get more books out that year as well you can probably get three out when you in a year rather than like one in three years um 
and you have got, and I think that it's amazing route, but for myself personally, I like the traditional route as well. But I think I'm going to end up being a hy- hybrid author. I think in the end yeah. I probably will be both. I think I um, will go down the traditional route and hopefully I'll get an agent down the line. But I will go down... I think I will self-publish some stuff as well. And I think as well for the traditional is that I also like the idea of writing my book and then handing it over to other professionals and they take responsibility they do the cover they do the edits I go back and forth and do the edits that they require and they organize everything I think for myself at the time that I'm just finding time to read and to write and I think if I put the added pressure on marketing cover design promotion Mm. edits putting out there to write another one because I think that's the thing with self-publishing is that to really make an impact to become successful Mm. you need quite a few books to be out there so that they've got that and I think I mean you need that with traditional anyway but I think you can make a big of a splash I think sometimes with traditional you've got that guidance of someone taking your hand like there's so many different areas to cover with with putting a book out there so you've yeah. got someone guiding you and say like, okay I'll get I'll um they'll send you back edits okay I'll get onto that and then they'll send you back this that approvals whatever it may be because we are not um at that stage yet uh yet I say <laughs> no we will find it down the line and let you know <laughs> we will keep you posted yeah. um but so those are your goals you've got three books you want to be doing things with this year Haley. it's quite it's quite yes uh, optimistic edit put out write edit hand over hopefully to an agent by christmas <laughs> book two okay. or something you've so, got work yeah. too and a family yes i've got a little baba juggle and a juggle time <laughs> so yeah it's a lot of work and then also I write in a blog post and we're doing this podcast mm-hmm. so yeah who needs sleep who needs sleep <laughs> okay so my so mine again uh, recapping on it is this this one book to try and get mm-hmm. it out there in some way whether it be traditional or indie and uh, get my next book up and running to start sending out for next year I'd like to have all that finished this year maybe I'm giving myself quite a lot of time actually to do these two things but the year passes so quick um it really does and with with having all these other because I'm self-employed and have this podcast I write a blog as well so I want to be realistic. I don't want to give myself too much to do, but at the same time, I want to give myself challenges and goals. Um, but I've learned the hard way that if you, if you give yourself too much to do, if you're so focused, that's the other side of it. Um, yeah, last year, I think I faced a little bit of burnout um, because of where my... Um, 
where my thoughts were all the time so focused on my business. So this podcast as well for me is, in some ways, this is a New Year's resolution for me, is making time for other people and just, yeah, taking time out, stop being so focused, um, spending time with friends. It's just, it's, it's connecting again. And if community comes from that, that would be amazing. But if yeah. not, I'm chatting to you, my friend, instead of being in bed and sleeping in, which I could be doing right now. <laughs> this is so much better. <laughs> That's the thing. I think with the podcast, it's great having this resource and hopefully we can help and support other people and they can help and support us. But at the end of the day, it just, I think it's just us chatting from one side of the world to the other and just kind of keeping each other going and supporting each other through this process and the year ahead. And hopefully, hopefully we'll achieve at least one goal by this time next year. Just like a Del Boy say, this time next year, Rodney. <laughs> we'll be millionaires. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so have you wrote down these goals then? No, I just know them. I, I knew them both by heart. <laughs> I think you should write them down on a little bit of paper and you should put them into your fire <laughs> and burn them and then see if you remember them. <laughs> I also think um, June. So let's see, what, what would you like to, let's say half of the year is gone. So by the end of June, okay. what would you like to have achieved by the end of June? Okay, so by the end of June, <clears throat> I will, um, fingers crossed, possibly have an agent, because by the springtime, about April, um, I'll be sending off my debut novel, my manu- uh, my first manuscript, off to agents, so that gives the whole two months to hear back so hopefully by june the end of june i will hear back from agents and i've possibly got one on the pipeline that would be amazing um and i will be two-thirds if not on the um the towards the finishing line of my second book so that i can put that in a drawer send that to my editor and then I can work on book three come the autumn. So, yeah, that's my goal by end of June. What's your goal for the end of June? My goal is to... I I might be in a similar position as you. Uh, once I send off to my lovely new editor friend in February, end of February, I, from, from a, the end of June I will probably just be sending out or in the middle of sending out the book to agents so I'll be at that kind of stage you might just be a bit bit ahead of me so it will be waiting a waiting game I would assume Mm -hmm. but I would anticipate at that stage I will be looking at the indie publishing I will be um, looking into it a bit more and researching what I'm going to do which will make great topics for the podcast as well. What I come up with. 
That's the thing. Once we start the ball rolling for this in future podcasts, we can tackle the cover letter. We can tackle the blurb. Yeah. We can tackle the um, summary, and also maybe what's the best way they say research your agents. So what's the best way to research them? And then also mm-hmm. what's the best way to research into indie authoring? So how we go down that publishing route, um, what formats do you need to do, is Amazon the best way or is it the other possible avenues, everyone says Kindle, but is there a different platform that you can use? So I think it might be changing now, yeah. yeah. Things are just keep changing because when I started looking into this, I was like, okay, I'm just going to get it out onto Kindle, this book of mine. Uh, because I'd heard so many good stories of people like, uh, do they call them the 99 pence millionaires? Yes. I'd heard that somewhere. Um, So people were doing really well off just doing Kindle, but now it seems the tide is changing and it's an interesting time. But at the moment, I don't know where to go exactly. Yeah, it's just constantly evolving. And that's the thing, I think... From where we are now to in another 11 months' time, come January next year and everything, it's going to be mental to see the difference in what happens in the publishing world but what happens in our little worlds. (laughs) So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this journey takes us. Okay, so I think um, at the end of each podcast we're going to talk about as we learn and go through this process and this journey, we're going to recommend something that's inspiring us at the moment. So either it's YouTube videos, another podcast, another author, another writer, blog. So we're going to just kind of um, put it out there and just kind of discuss something that's inspiring us each at the end of each one. Um, for myself this week, I would highly recommend, it's a podcast, but it's also a community, it's the bestseller experiment. I've gone from podcast to podcast at the moment and I stumbled across this one and I have found it being a great help. They go through a journey of trying to write a bestseller. Um, two, one has got experience, the two marks, They've one's got experience in writing, um, just screenplays and everything, the other one is being a bit more like me and Lana, so they've kind of stopped, start, stopped, started, and he's in the writing journey, so he's a bit more of a novice, and then they talk to amazing experts, other authors, publishing industries, so yeah, I think this week I would highly recommend that, because it's goals, it's aspirations, and it's a new way of looking at things in your routine, really. So, Lorna, what would you recommend this week to our lovely listeners? Yeah, fun. Recommendations. Recommendations time. We should have some kind of tune playing. <laughs> you background. think we should have a little jingle? <clears throat> da, 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 we should have a little jingle da, 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 da. for recommendations time. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I am going to say a podcast that we both follow and Mm -hmm. it's the worried writer yeah that's a great one just because that has been um amazing for me i go out on my walk every morning or try to every morning and i have sarah painter in my ears and 
she's very calming, very soothing, and makes me feel better about my writing journey. So I, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. I just wish it was more than every, than once a month because I finish it and I'm like, oh, there's another month. I need to wait. Um, but that's not a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, because uh, you recommended her yeah. to me, and she was the one who actually got me into podcasts, because I started to listen really? to hers. Yeah, because you recommended that I listen to her, and I hadn't been listening to podcasts really before that. I think whenever I'm self-doubting, I listen to her podcasts, and it, she is an inspiration. I just binged, listened the back catalogue, I think, in the space of two I think, months. I think I finished it, yeah. I think we're quite late to the party. We are, we are. <laughs> we turned up um, <laughs> just before midnight with a canopy and <laughs> We like to take a while getting ready. Yeah. We yeah. had a bit Have of a glass party of wine. at home. <laughs> we watch some costume dramas first, don't we? <laughs> yeah. A bit of wine, a bit of bubbly oh. at home before we head out. <laughs> oh, I miss those days when oh, you'd go out days. at like 11 o'clock at night. I know. I am and tired. I am done by that time. No. Yeah, well, at the moment, it's the morning for you, and uh, for me, it is quarter to 11 at night, and I'm looking at the clock oh going, I need sleep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, on that note, next week, uh, we're going to chat about NaNoWriMo and all the goodness of NaNoWriMo time and of the after effects of NaNoWriMo. Where can people find us, Hayley? They can find us on Twitter. So for the aspiring authors at aspiring author pod at Twitter. So send us a message, follow. Um, if you've got yeah. any questions, what are any their advice, goals for this year? Yeah. What? Yeah. Tell us what your goals are. Um, I are you small goals, big goals, any goals, or if you're not doing goals this year, why not? Um, and it can be goals else. in 2049, you know, we can... Yeah, what's your long-term goal? It goals? doesn't have to be this year, just whenever... Yeah, exactly. ...you decide to listen. What's your... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if this is years in the future and we're still yeah. going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, what's your long-term goals? If you just have one goal, what would it be? Or you can find um, my private page, um, HD Coulter, at on Twitter... And where can they find you, Lorna? So you can find me on Twitter. So I'm Lorna C. Gillis on Twitter. That's uh, news to me. I've only just realised that. And <laughs> on Instagram, I am just Lorna Gillis. I also have a Facebook as well. But they are my, they are my clothing because I'm a designer as well. So they're separate to the amazing designer as well thank you (laughs) um she's a multi-talented lady (laughs) i have to have a few things on the go it's just it's what you do um it's what who we are isn't it it (laughs) how many projects have we got going on it is what's our what's our little sign off should we sing a little song is (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) Hayley has a beautiful voice Hayley has a lovely voice (laughs) We could say so long, farewell. Um, <laughs> I'll be to say goodbye. Um, I have had two cups of coffee. I wouldn't normally be like this. So um, <laughs> you get off to bed now. Yes. Yes. 
See you later, darling. See ya. Speak to you next time. Next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Aspiring Authors. You can find us on Twitter at Aspiring Authors Pod. Credit goes to Josh Woodward for our theme music, Once Tomorrow.